2: Welcome to the Light Years podcast. We are recording this
1: Sunday at 9 a.m. We don't sleep. Now, what's up, Andy? Saturday night, sleep at 9 p.m., wake up at 8. Sam's downing coffee. No, um, I'm I'm excited. Uh, also, we don't do this enough, Sam. But uh, we gotta pump our podcast more. Tell the people, you know, if you're already subscribed, go ahead and uh, head to the, the review section. I think you click the app button, hit hit Light Year, scroll down. Rate five stars, leave a review. And honestly, if you like the podcast a lot, light years premium, right? You get a different version of Sam, Fendiari. Uh, you get you get <laughs> Sam sources, right? A lot more ranting. Um, anyway, guys, take care of that. We're recording early. Happy Mother's Day um, to everyone. Um, but yeah, we've got a good we've got we a good will,
2: show um, how about this? We we will read, we will send a free shirt to the best five star review we get in this next week. Ooh. So go ahead, write it up. We have some light year shirts coming out. Um, yeah, maybe three weeks away from coming out. But yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll give the best five-star comments. We, we might send you a free shirt. All right, let's get this going. First off, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, fun fact, Andy, looking at the Light Years analytics, more mothers listen to Light Years podcasts than any other Warriors podcast. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that. And now I know that's 100% true.
2: Yeah. Without I, a doubt. I read it on the internet. It's hundred percent true. <laughs> okay. So the Warriors beat the Oklahoma city thunder last night. We're going into the last week of the season. Andy Lou made his return to chase center. I want to start there though. How, how do you like chase? They've only been doing fans. What is this? The fourth game. Yeah. So, you know, it's still pretty new. Most people haven't been out there with the restrictions. Give us your, your experience.
1: Yeah, um, my my experience is that it's pretty easy to get in, um, because there wasn't that many people there. Pretty easy to find parking. Um, fair amount of Go people figure when it's twenty percent capacity. I know, right? Twenty, twenty, whatever, twenty five percent. The only drawback I think I had of the place was that, um. You can't eat or drink at your seat. And I know people, um, I think Marcus wrote about this in The Athletic, but it sucks when you're a fan. It, it's not, I think it media, not that bad because you're not eating or drink at your seat that much. You're working, right? But as a fan, you want to be able to have a beer or a hot dog or both at your seat. The food's cool. Like the food's pretty awesome. You, right? you don't want to have to miss part of a quarter because you're starving. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, it's, it's, you know, most people are there, like you want to drink or a cocktail right. um, while you're watching the game. Um, so that, that was that was crappy. The Giants that you do that I went to a Giants game a, a few weeks ago. So I hope they change that, Sam, because it's not like we're sitting all next to each other. In my role, there was just one other couple. So it wasn't. And, and, and that's across every other role as well. So I hope they change that. The fans were cool, though. They had people chanting. A lot of people chanting MVP for both Steph and Smiley. So it was a fun. <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a young crowd. Um, so that was cool. I would love to know the
2: logic behind why they're not letting you eat at your seat because eating in the concourse in a section is no safer than at your seat. It's the same
1: type of potential. You're not next to anyone in the concourse and you're not next to anyone in your seat. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense.
2: Anyway, um, it's still good to have fans back and you know we're all hopeful by next season. Uh, It'll be back to normal. But with that said, the Warriors on a little bit of a run here. Um, The Thunder are terrible. <laughs> that was just an—they're el- just tanking at an elite level right now. I don't even know how else to put it. Like they're—I think they played like one player who's 25 years old, maybe. I don't know. Like you looked at their the players out they're all like 19, 20, 21. So I, this is what you expect. This is—you don't win with the
1: kids, as they say. Oh well, yeah, the Warriors know something about that. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Roby. Uh, actually, Svee's is a little bit older, but you see a lot of young these younger guys, super athletic, super big, Sam like large and athletic. But I mean, just watching them play basketball, it was it was it was uh, it was like watching a high school team. It was honestly it was worse than G League. Some of these guys, it was, it was horrific out there. Well, they have zero. Form.
2: They have zero shooting, and yeah, they're they're all just you kind of like athletic them. projects. It's yeah. like uh, it's like if we had five smileys or something on the floor. Oh. Um, well, as I said, the Warriors, via Warriors World, the Warriors are now 11-5 and five over their last 16. 16 games ago is, of course, when Wiseman went down, and, um, and that was on April 10th, so about a month of play without James Wiseman here. Also, in that span, a lot of non kelly Ubrid, but I think we can use that as like an official marking point to when they kind of switched up what they were doing, went small a lot more often a lot more spread pick and roll so you know we can talk about james wiseman in the big picture but in the short term i don't think that's we have all offseason to have that conversation so i think i want to focus on where the warriors are right now and what they can potentially do in the playoffs so in that 16 game span the warriors actually have the best net rating in the nba they have the best defense in the nba over those 16 games 104.5 which by the way is It's good, but it's not an amazing defense. It just speaks to how offensive the league is right now. And they have the 13th ranked offense, 114.3 offensive rating, a little higher when Steph's on the floor. But in general, all these indicators that if you play Steph Draymond with spacing and enough wing defense,
1: you can win games. That's like a coherent strategy. I... I'm a little surprised at the 13th ranking. and I don't want to douse this, uh, this, this little optimism fest we're having here. But 13th in offense, Sam, is a little surprising to me. Um, you watch them and, and you're like, okay, that makes sense because every minute that Steph doesn't play. And it's not like Steph's playing 40 minutes a game here um, the last 16 games, but that is a, a, a little bit I mean, we're used to it. We're used to it. It's just, just not a shocking an, thing. They but just yeah, don't it, have it,
2: it, enough offensive talent. They actually are generating pretty good looks from what I can see. But it's like, uh, you know, Wiggins is giving you 20 points relatively efficiently, but given how few bodies they'd have, you'd want him to be, you know, you'd want a player of in in that role taking kind of a larger offensive role. I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the players here. You know, Kent Bazemore. He's giving you 10 points. He's shooting relatively efficiency, but there's also turnovers and some questionable decisions <laughs> anytime he dribbles. Yeah. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, he's going to hit a couple open shots, but he's not really a shooter. Looney, not a shooter. Draymond, you know, he's looking to set people up. It all comes back to the fact that they just don't have enough shooting or scoring. You know, Steph, during the same span, is averaging 38 points per game That's on heart. a 51-47-90 split. The rest of the team, I mean, they're
1: just there's just not enough shooting or scoring
2: ability on the on the team. Uh,
1: I I would like to think Steph can play better than this, but I don't know how much better than this Steph can play in 13th and offense. So anyway, that that was a little shocking. Um, the teams that they've played, uh, it's not been that tough, right? We talked about the offseason. season. The second half of the schedule is when the Warriors are going to go on run. We wish that they had one more at the beginning of the season, and then they also threw some games away, like that Minnesota loss I'm looking at here is pretty disgusting. No show against Dallas, pretty disgusting, right? But some of these wins you kind of expect them, you know, out of these eleven wins, Sam, I would say, like, I yeah, like two games against a tan- t- yeah. two games against a tanking Thunder, like you have to win that. At well, uh,
2: the same, at the same time that in that span they've gotten some. Uh, some great wins they've you know over philly over denver you know those are those are games you probably on paper like yeah they're probably not gonna win this one but they did so i think it evens out 11 and 5 in that spell makes sense it's more of you know they lost a couple i thought they were gonna win and they won a couple i thought they were gonna lose. so you know, in general, winning at a sixty over a sixty-six percent clip is contender-worthy, which I don't think this roster is. I just think Steph is playing at a level that no one else in the league is.
1: Yeah, that—that's the other part. This guy last night was. The the thunder players they, they they I I hate to say like they kind of had no heart. I think they were just young and didn't know what was going on. And you're down by thirty. Who gives a shit, right? They, Saturday night they probably just want to get out of there. They they had checked out the game, and by the second quarter, Sam, it, it was it was nasty. But Steph was uh was putting on a show. Uh, typical stuff, right? Like I miss because I haven't been there so long. Uh, the fans just kind of uh, start. Uh, cheering when Steph gets the ball. Like he makes a three or he makes a layup, he makes a three. And then he gets the ball in the, the backcourt and you just start to hear fans go shoot it. Like the mo like two steps before he hits half court. And you're kind of like ah. so there's one situation. Um end of the third quarter, he gets the ball. He he's he's flaming hot, right? He gets the ball. Um, I think he has 49, and so he gets the ball. Draymond gives it to him. With three seconds left. He actually wow, shoots man. it from. Yeah, he actually shoots it from half court, and everybody stands up because I don't know the last time Steph made a half court shot. I just I don't remember. It is kind of but funny. He <laughs> hasn't made a this year, um, yeah. or or a while. I think even yeah, yeah.
2: And I I want to say the only thing I can think of that compares to this is like Peak Barry Bonds. Do you remember when Bonds was like? you know peak home run chase in like 2002 and 2003 and he was kind of just playing at a level no like wherever where the team wasn't even that good around him but like anytime he came up everyone stood up because they wanted to see that bat that's like anytime Steph touches the ball right now mm-hmm. anytime Steph touches the ball everyone stands up like shoot it shoot it you know and I mean there's a lot of phenomenal players in this league and in a lot of sports but I'm not sure any of them just get people out of their seat and, and attract the reverence and kind of just entertain fans the way Steph's I, up.
1: Saturday night to beating the Thunder by 20. I, we could watch so many other things and it just felt like well it's Steph's getting hot. Who cares who they're playing? Um Jordan Poole, that was a pretty funny yeah, I mean moment. there was
2: there was Brooklyn Denver in a tight game at the right? same time on paper. That's just significantly a better matchup, but Steph's More heating important. up you gotta you want
1: to watch what Steph's doing. Yeah, no matter what. I think Jordan, uh, when Steph made a couple of threes in a row, Jordan Poole had the ball. To be fair, Jordan Poole is an open three. He chucks it. I I mean, not only did the players get mad, Sam, I think people saw the players get mad. The fans were just like, come on. I mean, they weren't, Orius fans aren't the type to say, like, what the fuck, right? They're not really yelling at the guy. But people, you- a little bit of <laughs> a groan. A yeah, little bit of like an internal groan
2: across this, <laughs> the arena. Um, getting back to this. Uh, you know we could talk about Steph all day and god knows we do but let's talk about some of the other players during the span namely draymond green so i'm going to read some numbers to you here since wiseman's gone down and it's been you know the, looney plays about 25 minutes a game which is more than i thought he was capable of uh but other than that it's draymond at center 53 31 percent from three 80 percent from the line 7.8 points 9.8 assists 8.8 rebounds guy he really loves eights um and another player who has seen an improvement with superior spacing and allowing
1: him to play up a position yeah you you talk about Steph that that has the worst spacing in the leagues he's gonna get he's gonna get his number somehow some way maybe his efficiency drops efficiency drops a little bit but he's getting 30 Draymond Green, you're, you're right. Like, if he has to play with a very little spacing, not only, become, not only does he become – like, it, not only if goes down, he becomes zero, right? It's one point. I mean, he game. just can't like – that's he can't how
2: awful finish, He can't finish yeah. a layup if there's a second man back there. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's just where he is in his career. You know, he's, he's not that athletic. He is kind of quick. He is quick and intelligent,
1: but, like, he's not finishing over dudes. No, and he, he's not finishing over dudes last night. Like he had a couple missed layups against 19-year-old guys, but 19-year-old guys with seven five wingspans. Right. So it was like he's just it's just not happening. Um, seven point eight points. Points, I think, is funny. I mean, you 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 always talk about eight points. I, I do. Yeah, the warriors <laughs> it's were, right under I it. think
2: they're 18 and five now when he scores eight points. The, the the point is not that like eight's a magic number, it's just like usually when he gets over eight points, that means he's actually magic number. Yeah,
1: it's like a magic number.
2: <laughs> uh, it's usually when he gets over
1: eight points, that means he's being aggressive and, and taking what the defense gives him, or maybe he hits a three or two. You, you think he's in playoff mode? Like his defense has been special. I mean, like offense has been great, but like he's ready to play in the post. I think right? it's, I think it would be unfair for us to not
2: mention COVID at the beginning of the season, right. really slowed him down. But I also think part of it comes down to the, the lineups. They're paper thin right now, but what they do have is players who, who can make Draymond play the five. So, to me, this all points to kind of how they need to look at the roster going into next year. Whoever you put next to Draymond better be able to shoot the ball because if you have another big man inside next to Draymond, that stuff doesn't work with him.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, You know, Miles Turner's a good fit. Right? Pretty good fit. Kelly um, Olenek. <laughs> He's see, actually playing. You went one way. I went the other way. What
2: yeah.
1: What'd you say? I said he's playing out of his mind with Houston right now. You shoot the ball well, Kelly Olenek. He's he's one of the most frustrating fantasy basketball players too because he'll do that for a couple weeks, and then and then the next couple weeks he'll go into his one his little like one for eight stretches. Right. The worst. I'm frustrated. Um, I get frustrated.
3: Sounds like sounds
1: time. like personal experience right there. <laughs>
3: I'm
1: about to lose the fantasy championship in my league pretty badly, not because of Olenek, but um, he's you're you're right, and that's where the Wiseman question comes in. Um. Ethan Strauss, friend of the show, had a, had a good article about the Warriors got to try to make a fit, right? Somehow, some way. And you've harped on James Wiseman just needs to shoot threes this season. 31% from the field, not enough attempts. Um, chuck him four times a game, right? He has to. It's not like he's Joel Embiid there. In the, in the, Joel Embiid should stop shooting as many threes because Joel Embiid is a monster in the post. James Wiseman, not a monster in the Embiid post. Embiid
2: is like one of three players where I'm like comfortable with them posting up every play. And you know, beat
1: like, Jokic and who, right? Like Le KB LeBron, maybe yeah, LeBron. Yeah, right. Right. You're right. LeBron. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Everyone else, like, you probably need to limit your
2: post-up attempts because you're not good enough to just kind of slowly back people down there. But
1: anyway, that's a different conversation. But that's not Wiseman. I think is the point, right? Like what you're saying is he just needs Wiseman just to shoot threes, and and that's how he's gonna stay on on the floor. Draymond. Sometimes some of the stuff with Steve is like it's necessity. Like what would the Warriors be better Sam if they had 12 players? Like maybe, but also like it's you run the possibility of Steve just playing the wrong guys (laughs) with with 12 guys. He did it earlier this season. He's pigeonholing bigs, right? So part of that. But you always want more. Or just trying to make it fit. Actually, let's get to this question from friend of the show, Baltz Hoops.
2: Mm. Uh, What are your thoughts on Kerr's recent run of pressers redirecting shots at the front office ownership when asked about having only eight healthy bodies? It's kind of to your point. Um, This this one's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, Steve's a coach. Let's be real. He doesn't want rookies. No coach wants rookies. You know, (laughs) he wants players who fit. So he doesn't want maybe Kelly Oubre or stuff like that. He want, he wants players who fit the way he wants to play, which is they can either shoot or pass. Um everyone wants that. I think I think that the bigger issue uh, now we're down to just eight players on the roster and he doesn't have a choice with who to play, but he's running yep. into the other thing where it's like these guys every fourth or fifth game they look like they're absolutely
1: gassed. Yep. Yep. Um He's forced to play Michael Mulder. By the way, the announcer uh, Chase calls him Money Mike. God, stop! That's got to go. I don't know why that's the case. He's not Money Mike. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta score thirty in a playoff game to be Money Mike. Yeah, what is going on there? Um, but he's forced to play some of these guys that just aren't NBA players. Uh, Michael Mulder, um, even Juan Anderson Anderson's going to have a bad game, where he's just not going to be good enough to be on the floor sometimes, and he's playing. You know, he's essentially their sixth man, right? Ken Basemore is a starter. So, yeah, you're right. He's done this before. He's done this before where he kind of not goes at the front office, but he kind of sends messages via media to the front office. Very Phil Um, Jackson. Very Yeah. Um, You think it's effective? I mean, they're getting Jordan Bell. Um, Is is it like, is it matter? Let's talk talk about Jordan Bell real quick.
2: Um, I don't know how much it really. You like it. it. So it's conversation. Yeah. Okay. So they're converting Juan Toscano Anderson to a full contract. Congrats to Juan. One of the best stories of the year deserves it. Um, Jordan bell will come in on two way. And my assumption is if they like what they've seen from him, they might convert him just to have an extra body in the playoffs. Um, actually, no, he's not eligible for the playoffs. Oh, huh. okay. Um, anyway, do you have any thoughts on them? Signing Jordan Bell?
1: Well, if he's not eligible to play, so I probably shouldn't known that. But either way, it doesn't matter. Even um, if he was eligible for I'm the playoffs, I'm double checking this now. So. Even so, he probably wouldn't play, though. Right? Like, even if he was, even if he was eligible for the playoffs, I, I really doubt that. Um, but I don't. I, I have no thoughts outside of. He was a small ball five that I really liked back in the day. So he's like some iteration of Draymond Green that they wanted to uh, run back. Right, that, that speaks to what the Warriors have always tried to do is they like their Livingstons and Draymond's and Andre Godala's. And they're like, okay, if we can find someone like that. The problem is not a lot of players play that way anymore. So it's interesting. I, I don't know if I... I he's, he's not even in the league. It's not like he was flourishing somewhere else. He was horrible at different he places has, like Cleveland. That's he really tough. one big time NBA
2: skill. And that's the ability to switch everything. He doesn't do it with consistency, but he does have the athleticism and ability to switch one through five, which there's a limited number of players who can do that. His thing is he was just never consistent enough. Like he's not good enough to, play with mediocre effort. He kind of has to be like Juan toscano Anderson diving for loose balls and being the most energetic guy on the court. So it's possible that, you know, kind of bouncing around and being out of the league might be what gets him to play with that intensity he needs going forward. That's why I'm intrigued by it because we do know he's a scheme fit for what they do defensively. And he's a pretty good, um, rim runner and you know he can get up and down in transition so there's like a role for him if he actually plays those ways um th- the thing with him is like i need to see the intensity it's like it's like in many ways like marquis chris like it's marquis chris always had nba talent but he nearly fell out of the league why did he become good with the warriors because he realized he's the type of guy who he can't stay on the court if he's not, you know, playing with high intensity at all times. But when he plays with high intensity, he's kind of effective in certain roles.
1: Marquise Chris is a good comp. I like that one. Um, athletic guys. Um, Marquise Chris, I think, is a better player. Problem is, he though, Marquise is. Chris he's got a little more out, skill, yeah. a little more skill shooting ability, um, even just bigger. Um, but the thing with Chris, he flamed out in a place that you're okay with him flaming out of Phoenix, right? It's fine. It's Phoenix. They're a mess. Uh, they were. Well, and Jordan he was Bell really flamed.
2: young. He was a one and done who everyone knew was like a raw project. Like he was rawer than uh, Wiseman, basically. Like that's <laughs> the type of like, right. where, of
1: course it didn't work out in an organization that had no clue how to Don't do it. Don't make that comment. That's that's too scary. Um, the uh, Jordan Bell flamed out of the Warriors and the Dynasty Warriors, which is like, come on. Like that's not, that's a huge red flag, right? There's a reason for that. The Warriors, perfect situation for him, essentially. Like he's not getting developmental minutes with the Warriors, but. It's a great place, just in terms of like where to work. Particularly
2: since they they needed him to do two things, and that's it—like just switch, switch, and rebound and dunk. So I guess three things. I mean, he
1: <laughs> did play in the Western Conference Finals, right? Like he did play, and he was he was good in those minutes. But just beyond that, he just like what happened to the guy. And you're right; some of his intensity, he just didn't feel like he gave a shit a about ugly. basketball. Maybe that's changed. Maybe. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean everyone knows the
2: Mike Brown candle story um I whatever that was just like that's just right. a guy goofing around but like right. maybe maybe he's got a little more maturity and seriousness to him i don't know i think he can play yeah uh but but yeah he's one of those guys who if he's not playing with maximum intensity he's not going to stick in the league because the league's too good you know and he's not he, he's not lebron james where he can like walk through <laughs> games you know like he kind of has to be the dirty work guy
1: yeah he's 26 years old I mean, like, either, a either perfect, you figure, it's a perfect time for it to click. Yeah, figure it out now. Or you're playing in Germany with, uh, with Smiley in a year. So, all right, what's next? Um, just a ton of questions about Smiley.
2: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let's talk about um, – the, the other player I want to talk about is Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins in this span is averaging 19.7 points, playing excellent defense. A little frustrating he can't pick up more of the offensive load. Um, this team would be infinitely better if he could just do a little more on offense, but if he could do a little more on offense, you know, they would whatever. Right. Like it goes without saying, I just kind of think he is who he is at this point. Um, What are your thoughts been on Wiggins
1: full season? I watched Wiggins last night and it, and I watched Wiggins in big games against Dallas against new Orleans and you know what the funniest part of all these games is? I think Wiggins would play the same if he was playing a high school game. I think he'd average 19.7 points in a high school game. It's just, it's just who he is, right? Like, he just, he's going to play the same exact way no matter what. It's good and bad, I think, right? He, he's not going to be piss poor against great teams most of the time, I think. Um, and I think that also tells me in the playoffs, he'll probably be fine. He, he won't I'll get be you completely that, rattled. will get you that 15 to 18. I think He'll so. Play defense. It's just I, like, I, I, he's probably not going to have the 35 point explosion game. No. Like I think even Harry B we saw had one or two of those. I don't think Wiggins is having any of those. Um, so there's, yeah, there's good and bad. It's probably not great for this team because they need him to be a little more, but you know, what can you do? We're kind of used to it. I just think he's kind of the same guy, no matter what. If he played pickup basketball, he'd be just about the same guy. He's not going out there asking for the ball. He'll shoot the open three. He'll take a couple, you know, tough mid-range jump shots. He'll make some, he'll miss some. It's kind of the same stuff, you know, game in, game out. Whether it really the is kind of Lakers. a poor man's Paul George
3: when I think
2: about <laughs> where you're just like, no matter how much athleticism they have, they just love the jumper. Like, it's just <laughs> never – they're going to defend. They're going to play right. within the team they're going to leave you wanting more at the end of the game every time. Paul George, obviously just better across the board at everything. Like if Wiggins is a B plus defender, Paul George is an A defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiggins is a B shooter. BG is an A shooter. Like, you know, you can go across the board, but it's like, it reminds me so much of like, you have the perfect frame for a wing. Total you have all the athleticism. You can do everything. And yet you just kind of, Live on jumpers in some games they're going in and some games they're not. And it's a little frustrating. I kind of feel like Wiggins is kind of showing us he can be an effective third, fourth option on a team with like contenderish goals, um, which is good. At least we know he can play on a winning team,
1: but I just don't think they'll ever be more there. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. I think. The other part I thought of while I was talking about it is is even if Clay comes back, I don't know how much better he'd be. I don't think there's this oh he's gonna average twenty four points a game next season. If Clay yeah, plays Clay's just gonna like, give him
2: more space to go one on one and take one, the fade away. <laughs> exactly. Like
1: I, I, no, I would joke about it, but it's I think it's true. I think that it doesn't like just because there's more space and doesn't mean he's getting to the whole all game now. Like right, like I think he's doing the exact same thing. Um, yeah. The, the thing Clay
2: the thing Clay does is you know Clay will go off if he's feeling it like clay gets greedy if clay is if clay is hot he's gonna you know he'll go for 60 we've seen him do it you know he'll do that sort of stuff and like he has that kind of fu mode that wiggins doesn't and um, and now you know with clay there's a whole how many minutes can he play and how do you bring him along slowly but that's a different discussion yeah at least we know i think i feel very confident in who wiggins is going forward and For me, it's a take it or leave it situation. Like if they get a trade offer that involves Wiggins that makes the team better, well then move him. But if they don't, you know, he can fill a role. It's very Harry B in some ways, you know, it's like, it wasn't like Harrison was bad. It was just kind of like, he wasn't good enough that you're like, we can't trade this guy. We can't, like he's a, he's just a phenomenal piece. And I think everything we're seeing about the Warriors in these 16
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Games
2: shows us there is a coherent way to build a winner around Stephen Draymond. They just need to kind of copy this formula, but with better talent. They need Juan to be like the 8th, ninth man, not like the closing man. They need yep. Bazemore to be 10 to 15 off the bench, not 30 minutes starting. Yep. And that just means getting better talent.
1: Yep.
2: But at least now we know. I, I mean, what's frustrating is I felt like we noticed, we knew this before the season. We know what type of players they should be looking at, like what skill sets they should be looking at. Look,
1: no one's perfect.
2: Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded the best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you there are options. Go to roman.com slash light years now. With Roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get roman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Um, I want to talk about it. So last week of the season, standings watch. This is actually really interesting. Right now, the Warriors are in the eighth seed, a half game up on Memphis. Uh, they've just played one more game than Memphis and they want it. So the Warriors have four games left. The Grizzlies have five games left. I should mention San Antonio's in the 10 spot and they're two and a half back. I'm going to keep San Antonio out of this discussion because I just can't see a way in which San Antonio sneaks from 10 to eight. And the Warriors are two and a half behind the Lakers in the seven spot. I also don't see a way in which the Warriors get up to seven. So I think everything is about who's going to be the eight. Is it going to be the Warriors or is it going to be Memphis? And the reason that matters, as we know, if you're the eight seed, you get two shots in the play. And if you're the nine seed, you have to win two games in a row. So there is the, you do want to be the eight seed just to, you know, give yourself a mulligan game. If like everyone just comes out unable to hit a shot in the first game and knowing the warriors, give them two games. They'll find a way to win one and lose one. So, <laughs> yep. um, so let's go through this right now. The Warriors' schedule, it gets, they got Utah on Monday, Phoenix on Tuesday, the top two seeds. New Orleans on Thursday, who I think their season's done. Zion's out. Yeah. And then we get the matchup next Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies, which should be a fun one. The Grizzlies, meanwhile, have one extra game in that span. So they're playing five games in seven days. They have an easier schedule, but the extra game could be a big deciding factor, in my opinion. They got New Orleans tomorrow. Dallas on Tuesday. Dallas is going to be tough. Then they got a back-to-back against Sacramento Thursday and Friday. And then they come, obviously, to Golden State the following Sunday. Your initial impressions, as I read that to you, how do you feel about the Warriors' chances? Do you think they can clinch this before that Sunday game against the Grizzlies, or do you think we're, everything's coming down to that?
1: I, I would prefer it come down to Sunday. By the way, real quick uh, thoughts on the seven, eight, nine seed playoff seating. I, I get it. It makes sense why the Warriors do it that way. excuse me why the nba does it that way why adam silver prefers it two thoughts number one why the fuck does it have to be so confusing like what what person that's a not a hardcore nba fan looks at that and says seven eight nine ten makes sense seven plays eight and then when and then loser plays the winner of nine plus ten like i get it i get the idea it makes sense but jesus nba like make something easier for people to understand right number two um i enjoy that get out in front of it and like teach people how <laughs> everyone knows how the wild card around and everything works that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah that's yeah thank you right like that's what i'm trying to say like the wild card is easy like everybody gets it or if it's confusing tell people how like how to understand it the other thing is um market it better i think it would be cool like lebron's coming out here saying like the thing like i don't want to play this game right like i get part of its kind of gamesmanship and, and lebron's probably doing it for a reason because that's who he is but come on like that's the league's best player one of the best player best players. in the league throwing a tantrum and you wonder come why on. people aren't watching yeah come on
2: it's just not a good look especially since you know his his opinion was the complete opposite when they were the one
1: seed last sure. year and everything's sure. like I, we have to play this stuff it's like yeah oh, okay yeah. Like Lamar knows what it is. He, he, of course he knows what it is, but like the the stuff with the, you know, why they like, what are we doing? Like, just play the games, please. Like it's, it's fun. It's cool. I think it's cool. Sam, we're here. We're about to talk about the last week of the season. And it's very exciting. That never happens at the NBA. Extremely exciting. All right. Um, Warrior schedule, Grizz, Grizzly schedule. I, I I would love for it to go down to the wire. I, I think looking at the Grizz, Grizzly schedule, that's really tough. Um, It's, it's really tough. Dallas, Back-to-back sack, right? That's The sack's not playing that poorly. Like, that's probably a split. And then going down to the wire on Dallas Sunday, needs the win, by the way, because
2: they are. They want to stay in six, right? They're in fifth right now. But, fifth. but they're, you know.
1: Portland's in sixth. They're playing for seating just as much as everyone else. So they, is, they can't throw it away. Which is awesome. Um, the Warriors, looking at the Warriors' schedule, four games left. That's two and two. I don't care how it goes, two and two. But they're going two and two. It's not like they're playing the Thunder four times. Uh, Utah-Phoenix- I would say like there's a chance to lose both of them. And then Pelicans Grizz tells me like they should win both because Pelicans are tanky or they're done. And then Grizzlies in a if it's a must win or if it's a seeding must win, like they're, they're running that game at home. Right. With stuff. So um, I kind of feel I, like the Warriors have to split against Utah and Phoenix. They don't have to, I
2: guess, I, I but, agree. <laughs> but um, if it they don't, nice. if they don't split, I
1: guarantee you that Memphis game on the end of the season is going to determine who the eight seed is. Which so. is why I think that's the case. Which which is why I think looking at this, I'm just like, Yeah, I mean it may wouldn't it make sense though? Like uh, that this season comes down to comes down to whether they play an extra game for sure or not. If they lose, whether that game matters on Sunday. I think it does. I think it does. I think they lose Monday, Tuesday. I think they win against the Pelicans, and I think it all comes down to that game against the Grizzlies. And uh, frankly, I prefer it. <laughs> like it be it just is more fun. It's more fun for us. We can do a live show right after.
2: The uh, Utah Jazz are off today. The Lakers actually play the Phoenix Suns today. So if the Suns beat the Lakers tonight, Sunday night, that would push them within a game of Utah. Worth noting, both Phoenix and Utah are still very much in it in the 1-2 seed, so we don't know which order it is. That is to say, I don't know if we're going to get the uh, last week of the season top seed rests their best guys thing i think they're going to play those games hard i think utah's going to try to win in golden state i think phoenix is going to try to win uh if as a warriors fan you were kind of hoping maybe those teams were locked in you got kind of phoenix's b
1: squad or something if i had to guess i don't think that's going to be the case if you're utah and phoenix you're playing hard regardless because as a one and two seed you you're used to playing the you know the 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 I don't know, whatever teams that are 500. These are not normal 500 teams. It's a Steph Curry Warriors team and a LeBron James AD Lakers team. These are not normal seven, eight seeds, right? So if you're those teams, I don't know. I guess there's nothing you could do. Damn near you might as well just tank to get to the three seed. I don't know. But it, it's tough for the one and two seeds to play against these guys anytime you have to play Steph um, or LeBron. But anyway, I want to hear your thoughts on, on the schedules as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. I, I, I just don't see a way in which that Memphis game – on sunday isn't the deciding game for the plan even if the warriors are up on memphis they split the season series one one so the tiebreaker will be determined on next sunday the 16th so it's coming down to that game anyway you slice it mm-hmm. and who knows you could see them play again in the play-in in that second play-in game literally a week later so it's going to be interesting. Memphis has got Jaron Jackson back, but he's kind of not up to full speed. Like he's playing 25 minutes a game now. Um, Memphis is a tricky team. They play really hard. Jaws good, but I do feel like the Warriors should be able to come out of that matchup victorious. Yep. They, they, the Grizzlies do have one major advantage though. They, they just own the glass and we know how the Warriors are with rebounding right now. Yep.
1: Um, let's see. Anything else we want to get to regarding the plan? It would not shock me um, if the Warriors just get absolutely – there's one thing I feel like in the play game because I've been kind of optimistic. It wouldn't shock me if they get absolutely blown out by the Lakers in that 7-8 play game. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, every time the Lakers have played this season, it's one of the concerning things to me that people are like, oh, this would be great for the NBA, great for the NBA. And just some part of me, Sam tells me, that thing just might be a blowout. It just because of the way that the Warriors always, play, uh, st- it's the way that LeBron plays these guys. They know exactly what they're running, and the Warriors aren't multi fast enough at this point for it to matter, right? The last time that they played in a semi-big game, LeBron read every pick and roll, and blew up every single decision that Draymond made because the most. Well, important who knows part what, of what
2: auditors- kind of who? He, I mean, currently he has the worst ankle sprain of all time. So who knows? That's right? That's who knows true. what type of uh, physical shape they're? I mean, legitimately, a high ankle sprain is is uh is a problem so i don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in or what they're going to be in. there's a reason they've fallen off this much but um i also wouldn't be surprised if the warriors purposely lost it if getting to the eight seed meant they got to play utah i I feel like they'd probably rather play utah than phoenix um oh maybe i'm wrong i like this this take maybe yeah maybe i'm wrong because i just don't think you can like throw away a playoff game and just because you think you can get it back the next time, like that would be
1: really risky, right? Could see Steve Kerr doing that. You know, he's that type mm-hmm. of guy to try that stuff. But I mean, I'm I'm with you. I mean, just just the uh, the playing game is exciting. I mean, it's just it just part of me is just like uh, single elimination's fun, man. There's no other around it. Um, no other
2: way. It's the best. From it's Gary, best. from Gary uh, at Gary from the Bay. Who's the mo- who's most important to Warriors long term future? Pool or JTA?
1: Pool pool Uh, it's i don't i don't i don't know if it's close just because i think jta you know what you're getting from him the rest of the rest of his career
2: but i think jta could be a player for the next three to four years which is really what matters to us and be a closer um just a high impact guy a harder it's harder to find those glue guys who can defend multiple positions than it is to find a guy like jordan pool now jordan pool could become a star but um I think I might go JTA on this one.
1: While you're saying that, I think I think the question was phrased in the way that it's more for JTA, right? I think long-term. I was thinking more like, all right, who, who can be the better player long-term for the Warriors? Um, like I mean, bringing them bringing him into a next kind of… That's pool like, for yeah. sure. Then. Yeah. But right, right. More important if you're the next three years, I think that's what the question is phrased at. Next three years, who can help the team win a championship it's JTA. Because I think it's more likely that Poole's not even on this team if the Warriors are, are, are trying to win a championship in, the next, in the championship in the next three years. They're probably trading Poole in a package, right, as just kind of a sweetener with, with Andrew Wiggins to get a vet player with, with, the, with, the, with the picks too. So um, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he ends up being a seventh, eighth guy who closes some games next season on this team if they're a contender. And he's playing real, real minutes. Give me 20 minutes of solid wing defense, smart passes, and hitting just
2: enough open shots. There's a role for a player like that on every team, but particularly for the Warriors who love to make the extra pass. Having a player who actually understands how to make the extra pass is (laughs) semi-important. So I think um, in terms of going all in around Steph, you could say they unearthed one gem this year, and that's Juan Toscano-Anderson. They found one role player for cheap who they can carry over to next year which we know they're going to be in a tough cap situation so anytime you can find a guy who you feel confident about that matters you know it, it's a little frustrating they haven't found more but at least there's one yeah, yeah. i don't think we know his contract yet though right so that's no some point. no okay. we'll find it out but um let's see are there any other
1: questions just want to hear with the lake Ups. <laughs> i'll avoid that one for right now um <laughs> Get that for premium
2: yeah what was i gonna say okay there's a lot of questions about the play and we kind of touched on this but it's yeah. like is it better to lose to the can they beat the lakers or is it better to lose the lakers i'm gonna start with the first one they can beat anyone in a single game all it takes is steph going supernova right like and that's why no one wants to play the warriors in a playing game you just don't know if steph's going to be feeling it go 12 threes on you in one game and that's kind of scary it's like it's, it's literally like a Barry Bonds at bat. You're like, eh, well, you could just hit it out at any one point.
1: I think Lakers fans feel the same way. They'd be lying to you if they weren't, just to say, well, we've got to play Steph for a game. That thing could be 15 threes. Um, I want to caution the – some teams are just going to triple team Steph, right? We've seen it so many right. times. And a lot of these games um, – I mean, we don't see you? them play yeah, – Right, I, I mean, 100%. I just think there's there's some of these teams they're not going full playoff defense. Um, they don't have to. It's the regular season. There, it's not a it's not a live, live life or death situation in terms of a basketball game. So, in um, the Lakers, you know LeBron teams are the best at the boxing stuff or whatever. Like they're they're the best. All they do is just throw three guys at Steph no matter what and make sure that Steph doesn't beat them. That's the best. They well, also to have,
2: in theory, the two best big men to switch every screen: Anthony Davis and LeBron. So, right, um, you know, they, they can get KCP or Caruso up on staff, and then anytime the
1: screen comes, you know, it's AD switching, which is I, ideal. But I also think that in a situation, in a one game situation, do we believe that Steve Kerr doesn't just like he's going to spend a quarter playing that motion offense? Like I, I really, really doubt that the team comes out in a play situation and Steve Kerr has them running pick and roll or just have them running a type of offense that is like a, hey, a win now offense. Like, I think they come out and they're they're running whatever the motion stuff that they've run forever. Is. Yeah. Like I, and, and that throws away a quarter or throws away a quarter and a half in a playing game and that becomes tough. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I think that's just, that's kind of what I foresee in a series. Would love to be wrong though. Uh, but I think that becomes easier though when you play against a, whatever the nine ten guys are, right? Let's say they play Memphis in the second play. Yeah, because
2: Memphis, I, I like a lot of Memphis players, but they struggle to score the ball. They're not exactly a – they win a lot of games through through toughness, defense, and rebounding and all those things. They're not a team who's going to score 130 on you. So, um, yeah, I – I think ultimately it's better for the Warriors to get into the first matchup though because I feel pretty confident about them making the playoffs to get two cracks at it, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, one crack at it you, you just always leave the chance of something weird happening. So yep. ultimately it's good. We're going to leave it there. Everyone enjoy your Mother's Day. We will be back after Monday night's game against the Utah Jazz for Locker Room. We will be pretty much going live after every game through the playoffs. Yep. yep. Five stars.